Hello and welcome to another episode of JG Ministries Bible Study, where we study God's Word. As always, I'm Jeffrey, Minister and Chaplain at JG Ministries, and I'm glad you joined us. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to chapter 15, verse 11 of the book of Luke, and let's get into it. Now, last time we started chapter 15 with two parables from Jesus, the parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. Now let's continue with the third parable of Jesus, the parable of the lost son. Now, the great parable of the lost son speaks even more eloquently and vividly than its predecessors to the situation set forth in verses 1 and 2. The first part, verses 11 to 24, conveys the same sense of joy when the lost is found. In contrast, the second part deals with the sour attitude of the elder brother. Now, like the Pharisees, he could not comprehend the meaning of forgiveness. The positions of the two sons would be considered binary opposites. The lost son rises and the elder brother falls in moral state. We'll see the central figure, the father, who remains constant in his love for both of his sons. By telling the story, Jesus identifies himself with God in his loving attitude to the lost. He represents God in his mission, the accomplishment of which should elicit joy from those who share the father's compassion. So let's go ahead and take a look at the parable of the lost son. Then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided them to his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swan ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his older brother or his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as the son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. 
And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Now looking at verses 11 to 16, God the Father is here depicted as a certain man who had two sons. Now the younger son typifies the repentant sinner, whereas the older son illustrates the scribes and the Pharisees. The latter are sons of God by creation, though not by redemption. The younger son is also known as the prodigal son. The prodigal is one who is recklessly extravagant, who spends money wastefully. And this son became weary of his father's house and decided he wanted to leave. He could not wait for his father to die. And so he asked for his portion of the inheritance ahead of the time. The share of the estate that a younger son would receive on death of the father would be one-third because the older son received two-thirds, a double portion. If the property were given, as in this case, while the father lived, the heirs would have use of it. The father distributed to his sons their proper share. And shortly afterward, the younger son set out to a far country and spent his money freely in sinful pleasures. As soon as his funds were gone, a severe depression gripped the land, and he found himself destitute. The only employment he could get was to feed swine, and that was a job that would have been most distasteful to the average Jew. The famine made employment and food even harder than usual to get. The distant country was apparently outside strictly Jewish territory, and the wayward son found himself with the demeaning job of feeding these pigs, these unclean animals of the Jews, and he would even eat in their pods seeds of the carob tree that was used for pigs' food. He had fallen so low and become so insignificant that no one gave him anything. And as he watched the pigs eating their bean pods, he envied them. They had more to eat than he had, and no one seemed disposed to help him. The friends he had when he was spending money freely had all disappeared. So now we come to verses 17 and 20. The famine proved to be a blessing in disguise. It made him think. He remembered that his father's hired servants were living far more comfortably than he was. They had plenty of good to eat while he was wasting away with hunger. And as he thought of this, he decided to do something about it. He determined to go to his father in repentance, acknowledging his sin, and to seek a pardon. He realized that he was no longer worthy to be called his father's son. And so he plans to ask for a job to be a hired servant. Came to his senses seems to carry the idea of repentance. Certainly repentance lies at the heart of the words that the son prepared to tell his father. The motivation for his return was hunger, but it was specifically to his father that he wanted 
to return. He admitted that his sins were ultimately against God. They were against heaven. The father in the story portrays the characteristics and the attitudes of a loving heavenly father as Jesus' listeners would recognize. The son knew he had no right to return as a son, having taken and squandered his inheritance. He therefore planned to earn his room and board. And long before he reached his home, his father saw him, and the father had compassion. The father ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. This is probably the only time in the Bible where haste is used of God in a good sense. The description of his return and welcome is as vivid as that of his departure, with several beautiful touches. Jesus portrays the father was waiting for his son, perhaps daily searching the distant road in hopes for his son's appearance. The father's compassion assumes some knowledge of the son's pitiable condition, perhaps from reports, and his warm embrace and kissing add to the impact of the story. Jesus used every literary means to heighten the contrast between the father's attitude and that of the elder brother. Daringly, Jesus pictured God not waiting for his shame child to slink home nor standing on his dignity when he came, but rather running out to gather him, shamed and ragged and muddied as he was to his welcoming arms. The same name, Father, has at once darkened the color of sin and heightened the splendid glory of forgiveness. And with that, we are going to stop for today. Next time, we will pick up right here and finish the story of the parable or the prodigal son with verse 21. So until next time, God bless you and keep living Christian strong.